The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. In Qatar, the World Cup is going to be getting underway in just 10 days' time in earnest. And the competition, of course, swamped in pretty negative uh, PR. Earlier in the week, for example, you would have seen this Qatari World Cup ambassador uh, describing homosexuality as a as damage in the mind, I think was the phrase he used. Well, joining me now is John Corey. He's chairman of the Dublin Devils. They're a football club, an LGBTQ plus inclusive uh, football club based on as the name would suggest, in Dublin. Uh, John, you're very welcome to the show. Um, will you watch the World Cup? Uh, thanks for having us on, Kieran. Um, personally, no, to be honest, I, I have no particular interest. And, you know, I'm a big football fan and would always watch the World Cup. Um, but obviously this, this one's different from, uh, you know, from many perspectives, obviously for the LGBT plus community, it's very much kind of, you know, not something that we're all looking forward to or not something that we can really, you know, get behind and support. Um you know, even in the build-up, you've seen a lot of kind of, uh, of the TV channels trying to do, you know, um, just just you know, sort of build up and kind of um, laughing and joking kind of things for the World Cup. And it's very hard to kind of get behind anything like that when you realise, you know, the, the incredible homophobia that's coming out of, of um, the Qatari government and, and ambassadors who were, who were speaking on behalf of the government for, for, the, uh, for the World Cup. So, yeah, it's, it's not something I'm particularly looking forward to, unfortunately, as a football fan. Would you like to see people, football teams, nations taking a much stronger line? I mean, some have come out and issued fairly strong statements. They're still going to go to the World Cup. I mean, we see the the Danes are talking about having this kind of faded jersey because they don't want any of their emblems, their national emblems necessarily on display. But like I said, they're still going to be there and taking part. Well, what's your assessment of how different football governing bodies around the world have reacted yeah, well, like, to be honest, like, seeing things like that is brilliant. And you, you've seen um, the English and German captains saying that they're going to wear uh, one love armbands with the rainbow flag. And it's, it's great to see those, those, those signs of support. Um, you know, for, for players and I suppose, you know, national teams, it's deciding to give Qatar the World Cup puts them in an incredibly difficult position. They obviously want to focus on the football and, and participate in, you know, the headline tournament for international football. But, you know, the reality is... Um, giving it to Qatar, you know, makes it necessary for, for, for teams and for footballing bodies to come out and kind of say, look, you know, we don't support this. We don't support this attitude towards gay people. We don't support this um, attitude towards migrant workers and, and all the things that happened in the Qatari World Cup. I know FIFA had told um, governing bodies that they weren't, to allow, they were trying to, to, to avoid getting involved in ideological battles um, and, you know, giving Qatar the World Cup and a, a nation where it's very clear what their views are mm. on human rights and LGBT rights you know, put, puts all these um, national teams in players in, in that kind of quagmire. So it, it's great to see some of them stand up and, and, and stand with the LGBT plus community um, and, and show that kind of support. So it's brilliant to see that and, and the more the better, obviously. Yeah, listen, I, I, most people who get in touch with this show would, would be of a similar view to you. They're going to find it really problematic to watch it. Now, I, I'm not sure they'll go quite as far as you and, and will they refuse to watch it? I suspect they will. I, I'd probably watch a, a bit of it. But... Um, Perversely, John, I mean, might there be a benefit in this in the long run in that it is unthinkable that FIFA or anybody else could give a World Cup or an Olympic Games or anything to a country that treats gay people the way Qatar does or women the way Qatar does or migrant workers the way Qatar does, given the blowback? Or am I being a bit optimistic? Is that a triumph (laughs) of hope over experience? You know, I I think it might be a triumph of hope over experience. (laughs) Like, look... It, as I said, like you know, it, it, 
LGBT plus inclusion in football has been a slow slog. And in the last kind of year or so, we've seen, you know, some progress between Josh Carvalho coming out, Jake Daniels coming out. And it's been great to see that kind of progress. I would worry that Qatar hosting the World Cup and these kind of comments coming out across across the world, um, you know, puts us a step or two backwards rather than a, a step or two forwards. Mm. Um, so, you know, I mean, like the reality is what, what that ambassador said has been, has been broadcast across the entire globe. It's been picked up by media across the entire globe. And, you know, you have, like, it, it's bad enough for people who are, you know, as you see, uh, members of the community who are out dealing with it, but you have young people who are kind of, you know, growing up and they're seeing this and they're seeing this, this kind of viewpoint is being accepted. And so I, I don't know if, mm. if kind of all the controversy brings us a step forward. I worry that, to be honest, it can bring us a step back and embolden people with those kind of views. Because um, we've got a text in here from Jenna in County Offaly. My daughter is in fifth year in school. She recently came out. Very emotional process, as you might imagine. She's a great footballer. Was thrilled about the Irish team qualifying for the Women's World Cup next year. But to hear she wouldn't even be welcome at the Men's World Cup in Qatar is so disheartening for her and for us. Uh, Jenna, thanks for the text. Uh, 53106. I mean, the idea that... I'm, you mentioned kind of the, the, the FIFA response about asking people not to engage in ideological battles. The idea that has been um, suggested as well uh, across the water in the UK, in England, that people should kind of be respectful and adhere to local norms and customs. I mean, if those local norms and customs include discrimination of the LGBTQ plus community, what do you make of that advice, John? Well, like, to be honest, it's obviously nonsense in terms of saying to someone, you know, respect the culture in terms of just don't be, don't be who you are. Um, and look, as an LGBT plus person, you know, deciding to travel on your holidays and going to countries, it's, it's a natural part of things. Unfortunately, you have to pick countries where, you know, where you can go or where you can't go in terms of where you'll be safe. Um, but you're now hosting a major tournament that is supposed to be inclusive, that's supposed to bring everyone together mm. in a country, you know, that, that, that bans you being who you are. You know, Kerry, it's the same thing as saying to yourself, you know, yourself and your partner are going to go in Spain for holidays, but in no way hold hands, in no way show that, you know, that you're a couple, but go off and enjoy your holidays. Like, you can't, you can't enjoy or participate in something if you can't be who you are. So kind of respecting, respecting the cultures and respecting values in the kind of circumstances where you've given an inclusive event to a country with those kind of views and those attitudes, I just don't think works. Is your fear then, your big fear, John, with this World Cup, that, you know, the conversations that you and I are having now, that they all kind of fall by the wayside once the football starts and that takes over. That's all people talk about. And ultimately then, I would imagine, if that were to happen, the Qataris would think this has been a great success, that sports washing. Well, that, that's the thing. I think, you know, look, I think the, the reality is the vast, vast majority of LGBT people aren't going to travel to this World Cup. You know, and, and if you have the World Cup go, go through without any kind of incidents and you have FIFA stand up and say, look, it was all a... It was all um, a lot to do about nothing. The reality is, you know, as you people were excluded, they, they, they couldn't go, that they, you know, feared for their safety for not going. So um, I, I think that kind of um, sports washing is definitely a real risk. But, you know, there are, obviously we're talking about going to the World Cup and the inconvenience for people not being able to travel, but the reality is there are uh, people from the gay, gay community in Qatar, you know, who, who are living their lives under this oppression. Mm. And, you know, human, right, human rights watches have come out and said effectively, you know, that in the run-up to the World Cup, uh, the Qatari security forces have been you know, harassing and abusing and arresting local LGBT activists in Qatar to make sure you know, that there are no issues that kind of arise. So, yeah. 
you know, I think just across the board, what we're seeing is just horrible stuff. And, you know, it just shows what happens when kind of money triumphs over, over human rights and over um, yeah. you know, the sensible decisions. John Corey, chairman of Dublin Devils Football Club. John, pleasure and thanks a million. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.